It was at a masked ball in the Palais Royal that my fatal quarrel with my first cousin, André de Brissac, began. The quarrel was about a woman. The women who followed the footsteps of Philippe of Orléans were the causes of many such disputes, and there was scarcely one fair head in all that glittering throng which, to a man versed in social histories and mysteries, might not have seemed bedabbled with blood. I shall not record the name of her for love of whom André de Brissac and I crossed one of the bridges in the dim August dawn on our way to the waste ground beyond the church of Saint-Germain-des-Prés. There were many beautiful vipers in those days, and she was one of them. I can feel the chill breath of that August morning blowing in my face as I sit in my dismal chamber at my chateau of Puy-Verdun tonight alone in the stillness, writing the strange story of my life. I can see the white mist rising from the river, the grim outline of the Châtelet, and the square towers of Notre-Dame, black against the pale grey sky. Even more vividly can I recall André's fair young face as he stood opposite to me with his two friends, scoundrels both, and alike eager for that unnatural fray. We were a strange group to be seen in a summer sunrise, all of us fresh from the heat and clamour of the Regent's saloons. André, in a quaint hunting dress, copied from a family portrait at Puy-Verdun, I costumed as one of Law's Mississippi Indians, the other men in like garish frippery, adorned with broideries and jewels that looked wan in the pale light of dawn. Our quarrel had been a fierce one, a quarrel which could have but one result, and that the direst. I had struck him, and the welt raised by my open hand was crimson upon his fair womanish face as he stood opposite to me. The eastern sun shone on the face presently and dyed the cruel mark with a deeper red, but the sting of my own wrongs was fresh, and I had not yet learned to despise myself for that brutal outrage. To André de Brissac, such an insult was most terrible. He was the favourite of fortune, the favourite of women, and I was nothing, a rough soldier who had done my country good service, but in the boudoir of a parabère, a mannerless boor. We fought, and I wounded him mortally. Life had been very sweet for him, and I think that a frenzy of despair took possession of him when he felt the life-blood ebbing away. He beckoned me to him as he lay on the ground. I went and knelt at his side. 